There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. It's the After the Show podcast, precious show. We don't care, we're about to swear on the air. It's the After the Show, so tune in if you dare. KVJ gets risque every single day, it's uncensored. We can say what we want to say. Hello and welcome to the KVJ After the Show podcast. Second ATS this week, first show this morning. Thank you everybody that uh, jumped on yesterday. Got to uh, get the full... Virginia story about the confrontation with her daughter's roommate and how that went down. Also broke down our weekend and apparently you ran into a KBJ Nation while you were up there, Virginia. I ran into a few. Okay. Yeah, yeah they're everywhere. I know. I saw several at the Country Bay Music Festival as well. So they're all over the place. Here's the thing that. about these KBJ Nationers. They love to turn up. <laughs> and every time I run into them, they have a drink in their hand and a yep. smile on their face. They do. They just brightened up Tallahassee. That's how they roll. <laughs> we do have quite a big party. We do. Percentage of our people. It just makes me beam with pride we are the pirates show if you like to party and get down you found your fam wrmf we real motherfuckers that's right <laughs> uh yeah amy had said her daughter ran into you in magnolia in tallahassee you said hello made her night there is the photo of virginia oh yeah her daughter getting turned thank you for taking the time to take the photo we had many groups many fun girls mm-hmm Okay. And a few fun guys, too. Okay. Some guys were uh, sporting weird stuff in Tallahassee. You know, guys up there wear pearl necklaces? Like the college guys? Yeah, really. Pearl, pearl necklaces mean different things in different groups. I mean, like real pearl necklaces. Like they'll be out like in the club rocking like a pearl necklace like grandma used to wear right i i had seen that a while ago i didn't know that was still a thing and i and i don't remember what group was doing that i think it was athletes or something like that had done that but i thought it was like a year or so ago that i was seeing the guys wearing pearl necklaces i, I saw was, several guys doing it yeah i don't remember why that started or why that became a thing I was unaware. So that's that's what they do in tallahassee huh yeah i was kind of like okay all right we're doing that Okay. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. It's really hard to get a drink in that town, too. I mean, is it really? every bar we went to was so packed, and the lines were just insane. I know. It was Miami versus Florida State, so it was a crazy weekend. A lot of people were there, but, man, it's hard to get a drink. <laughs> I mean, this witch is thirsty, man. <laughs> She's got the shakes. Get her a drink, son of a bitch. I was in that one club for like an hour and a half trying to get a drink. And just, it was like ridiculous. There's times in life where you want to get a drink. I'm not saying you, I'm saying everybody, where you want to get a drink and they get you a drink and you don't really need to have a drink in your system. <laughs> and then there are times where you legit, you need to get that buzz on. Well, it was the beginning of the night. Like it was the beginning of the night. It was the first spot we went to. Okay. And where where was it? Like It's where? called the Strip. 
Okay. It's my least favorite area. That's the one that's more hilly, correct? It's like, it's a hill, and you're like behind it. Right. And from the front, it looks like a regular strip mall. But then you walk around the backside, and you're like, whoa, this Uh, is like six bars in a row, and none of them are that great. It's kind of trashy. Yeah. The best thing about the strip is leaving the strip. That's what I thought. Okay. Is it one Pots is better. Pot bellies, they call yeah. it pots for short. That bar is cool AF. That seemed cool. And then uh, where I was was the college town area. And I like yep, those bars Madison there. Social, yeah, yeah, all, all that over there. That's cool, they, too. They had shut down uh, the street, and they had a stage, and so they had bands playing on that yes, stage. Yes, they had a, a like a street party. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. And that of course, was very cool. Had a big game with the uh, Canes in town. So Florida State got the win. Very controversial. A lot of Canes fans were very upset about the uh, refereeing. It was a game. close game. I always feel yeah. like every time we talk about the Canes, it's always some controversial bullshit. Are they always involved in some controversial It really does seem that way, yeah, because you go back to the, uh, that's all I ever hear being a Buckeye fan, because they're like, you guys stole the national championship we got? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Either Canes are legitimately getting jobbed, or their fans (laughs) always think they're getting jobbed by the refs. I don't know how much of it's uh, you know real or or whatever, so even their coach was, uh, the Canes coach was going in on it, kind of bitching about it. So that uh, was going down with uh, Virginia. Uh, over the weekend, I uh, got an email here from uh, Katarina, and she was commenting about the uh, fight that broke out on Thursday. She said, I'm in Panama waiting to do egg retrieval for IVF, and I just listened to the ATS review and Jaybird fight over Virginia fighting with everyone. You have no idea how much I needed that. Thanks and love you guys. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The, the techno song, it's way funnier without the bleeps. Virginia's. <laughs> do you have the unbleeped I, version? I do. If, if it's not in the Vox Pro, it's mm. in your email, Kev. You could okay. play it from your email if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> but it is because me and you are both. Fuck and shit. And, and it's so <laughs> pronounced as we're saying. It. And I'm usually a very big fan of bleeps. This is one of the times where bleeps takes away. Okay. From, from the impact. You yeah. need the full. The full just take it. Version to really get the uh, thing. Yeah, we played the bleep version as uh, we had to. The, well, uh, you were up in Tallahassee. I was in the lab. Yeah, you t- were. Techno track. You were making an awesome song. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be that good. That shit's a banger. That, that's that, uh, g- get your glow sticks out. <laughs> it's really good. Okay, here is the uh, version with the uh, bleeps. Or without. I'll walk in and throw a shoe at anybody. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will absolutely choke her out. I am that fucking crazy. I think we need to take a beat. Take, let's just, let's, let's I'm throwing lug nuts off your head. You don't think I'll throw shit? I think we need to take a beat, 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 beat. Virginia's definitely changed. I don't, I don't, I don't think you know me. All right. Look, I'm not Magnolia's roommate. Don't take that shit out on me. Well, then fuck you. <laughs> Virginia's definitely changed. I'm trying to balance your crazy ass out talking about fucking fighting your daughter's roommate. I'm keeping it real. She's keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. She's keeping it real. I'm in a mood. She's in a mood. 
Don't come for me. So fun to go through a process with you. Listen how fun this is. <laughs> You're telling me that I'm not trying to get a booty crew and that you don't want a booty crew? Well, you wanted them before. Because <laughs> you're so fun to work with all the time. Virginia's definitely changed. The truth hurts, bitch. <laughs> you say so much shit. I'm keeping it real. She's keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. She's keeping it real. I'm in a mood. She's in a mood. Don't, 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 don't come for me. I quit. Okay. Kevin. Okay. Okay. See ya. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, got a few of these uh, emails. The uh, subject says Virginia is wrong. Oh, mm. shit. We we'll have to play that song next? I'm running out of fucking jingles, dog. I know, yeah. A lot. We could put out a whole album, though. I'm actually, there's one more I'm working on. It's called Nine Out of Ten Men. <laughs> Nine Out of Ten Men. I love it. Yeah. You're, you're my muse. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this says, all of a sudden, Virginia's acting like she knows the private details of Taylor Swift's life. P.S. Virginia, everyone knows karma is about Scooter Braun. You're literally the last one to figure it out, so stop with the Swift-splaining. Last week I don't she- think everybody knows that. Like, no, like People that aren't Swifties don't know that. That's who I'm telling. Not you, bitch. Okay, so you know Swifties are aware. Just, I know Swifties yeah. know, but the rest of us that are just really getting into it may not. Yeah. That's don't, who I'm talking to. Don't come for her. She's keeping it real. <laughs> I'm keeping it real. <laughs> it says, uh, last week, Virginia was trying to tell everyone that uh, she's estranged from her father who did her wrong. What? I normally don't care what she says, but that's uh, pretty nasty. You were talking about uh, it was uncool uh, if he was making money off of her deal that went down with Scooter Braun. I never said she was estranged. I just said I wanted to know what was going on. Mm-hmm. He profited and like didn't tell her that the deal was going to happen and took himself off the call. I would never do that to my daughter. Uh, it says here, well, you can see that uh, things are going well. Here is uh, Taylor Swift's dad with Travis Kelsey. He was at her concert in Argentina, so clearly they are fine, and she was hugging him. So, good news is she's not estranged from her father. Of course that's good news. Mm -hmm. But he probably had to give her all those profits he made off of it. You think so? He should. Yeah, I uh, don't fully understand that, but apparently he was uh, part of the group. He did make some money off of it, uh, the deal that went down. But uh, when it came time to saying, hey, you have to sign an NDA and you won't be able to tell your daughter he backed out, he wasn't on that call. So he didn't really fully realize what was going down because of that, apparently. I mean, immediately when they tell me that, oh, it's going down, you got to sign this NDA, I'm like, nope, not signing it. And Taylor, hey, it's going down. He may have let her know, be like, hey, something's going on. They wanted me to sign an NDA. And so uh, just to let you know, I don't know what is going on with this call, but... Whatever it was, it was enough that they legally wanted to keep me from talking about it. Look, he may not be a full pig, but he's a partial pig, Kevin. I mean, he's got a penis. He's got a penis, Kevin. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he can rest his penis on his pillow. He can't be trusted. (laughs) Nine out of ten humans with penises can't be trusted. Uh, Nine nine out of ten penises can't be trusted. That is a stat I actually do believe in. (laughs) No, I don't trust my penis. <laughs> it's a very untrustworthy body part. Look, it does its own thing sometimes. It causes a lot of problems. It does, man. It always yeah. is making me fucking just second guess everything. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, Katie, she said, um, could you imagine this? If Taylor Swift and Adele were an item and then they broke up. Wow. Ooh. Wait. Imagine what those songs would be like. If Taylor and... Oh, they, so they get together. They get together, but then they break up and write songs about each other. Dueling and... back and forth. Ooh. So I feel like Adele gets all fucking sad in her feelings, and then Taylor Swift comes in with, off with your head, motherfucker. Revenge. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I'm off. Swifties, don't get on my ass. I'm, yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning. I just kind of retain it. Gosh, who was the... There were two country stars my wife was playing. I can't remember. Maybe it's Kelsey Ballerini. I don't know if you've ever heard her name. Yes. But uh, she is a big old uh, country star. Maybe the cutest name ever in music. Yes. Kelsey Ballerini. And so something had happened. She was married to a guy named Morgan Evans. And then she wrote a song about him. And then my wife was playing. She's like going, oh, and now he's fired back. So he wrote a song about her. Oh, I love this. Yeah. So my (laughs) wife was drinking that all in because, you know, he's just basically calling her a liar. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So they've got they've got dueling songs. That's some of the shit that would go on in the band Fleetwood Mac, where you know everyone's sleeping with everybody, and then write one would write a song about the other one, and then they'd break up, and then they'd have to go on stage and sing songs after you've laid in bed with one another. Now you're going in hard, on, you got, and it's such, so juicy. And it's peaceful ass listening music. So it's, <laughs> what a dynamic, right? <laughs> Stevie Nicks is the bomb. Out of all them bands and with the drama, and yeah. I'm talking from modern day bands to, to back in the day dance, right. Fleetwood Mac, if you really do a deep dive into some of the shit that they went on and did, they might have been some of the more ruthless motherfuckers out of anybody. <laughs> yeah. And I'm talking about all of them. I'm talking about uh, Death Row Records. Look into Fleetwood Mac. Look into some <laughs> of the shit they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie's gangster. Man, there, there, there's some crazy stories about Don or, uh, about uh, Lindsey Buckingham. She punches him uh-huh. at a meeting, and then he goes out and choke slams her on the car. This Whoa. is all during the day, right? During, during a band, the day, during a band meeting. Okay, and they're all fueled on a lot of cocaine. A lot though. of cocaine and rage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they didn't put the rage in their music. Then I think they all make up, and they all just, they all okay. fucked. <laughs> they write a song about it. And then they write a song about it. Yeah, <laughs> that was the process. <laughs> hey, those songs live on. But I do like hearing about any kind of band's drama, like. That mm-hmm. it is fascinating. That's why those are the behind the musics are so good. Because yeah, there is so much dirt. Well, you know, there's a, a band right now that's crushing it, but mm-hmm. behind the scenes, it is just a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, is yeah. it the Jonas Brothers? Well, they they had theirs. They they walked away for a couple years, and I think had to get to a place where they were good with each other again, and they're even you know blood related. That and that's because they were they were having drama with each other. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they even were, the Bee Gees, they and their brothers, yeah, and they're brothers, like, "Fuck you, brothers Gibb." Yeah, no, all of them. Well, look at Oasis, two brothers that hate each other. Man, they do. 
can't even get them on the same stage. That is crazy. They really do hate each other. Yeah, it is kind of fascinating. You know, for a lot of these bands, it typically is they you have the ascent where they're coming out with their early work and you hear the potential. In fact, I was uh, sitting yesterday, my wife and I were having lunch and we were listening. There's all kinds of songs. I'm always trying to educate her on who it was. And uh, Journey had come up, a song called Only the Young. And I was asking her if she knew who it was. She's like, oh, I think it's Journey. I'm like, yeah, that's Only the Young. I'm like, that was pretty much it for them. And I was kind of you know, going through where Journey was. I was a real little kid, and I knew of Journey first because they came out with an Atari game called Escape. It was named after one of their albums, but they're on the ascent. And then they did the Any Way You Want It, and you know, in '82 they did Don't Stop Believing, and then the Frontiers album hit that was phenomenal. So you were going through Journey's journey. I was going through Journey's journey. <laughs> was she pumped or was she getting she bored? She listens. I'm, I try to educate her on it, and so, she might have zoned out. Well, there was drama that was going on. <laughs> okay, right. I'm just kidding. I'm just oh, kidding. Oh shit! She, do I have to do another song with your all's fight? <laughs> no. I don't want to bore you, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm I was kidding. Say, I, I, would, I would make a great Ralston wife because I would be very into it. Well, but the <laughs> ascent always happens, and a band seems to do their best work, and then afterwards you see it all fall apart. And yep. that was the thing with Journey. That was really their last hit, and it was on the Vision Quest soundtrack. And Matthew Modine was in it. And after that, that's when Steve Perry starts to go solo and the eagle, the egos come out and all kinds of problems. And a lot of times you could have every band and put it on a gra- as soon as they have that one album that's just massive and it just starts to it falls apart because their egos get so big and then they want credit for this and they want that and well, then it all goes to hell. I think because there are some bands that do get through it and I think a lot of it, to your point, mm-hmm. everyone, even the person that's the star, everyone's got to to check their ego if you want to make that relationship work. Yeah. If, even if you're the, the one cr- crushing it, you have to realize there's other people in there and you have to give a little bit and a lot of times people do not want to give right. because if you give sometimes you get fucked well it's a hard thing to keep a band together well the big part of it i was even uh hearing an interview last week uh stuart copeland the drummer for the police he was talking about where they were and they're another one of those bands that follows that where they had synchronicity too that dropped massively huge and then it all falls apart and he said that the thing was was he regarded it as his band the the police had a sound which was kind of almost a reggae ska kind of pop thing and then sting you could hear he wanted to take and play all this pansy music and he's like no he wanted to do englishman in new york type stuff and he's like that's not what the police is and then that's where you saw them go their separate ways and that's what a lot of their fighting was about boy boy who won that one i know right boy let me tell you something about the police drummer that son of a bitch is an unbelievable drummer he is phenomenal he is phenomenal virginia right and he said that uh, virginia wake up i'm I'm awake sting would always tell him how to play the drums Oh, and Sting would be like, you're not playing it right. Oh, no. And that was a big part of their oh, friction. No. Was Sting was uh, had a lot of comments. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's typically what you wind up seeing. The bands, you got a lot of creative minds. They want to go in different directions. Some of the band is like, look, we got a formula. Let's just stick with it. And then other people are like, no, we need to keep shaking it up and doing something new. And have you ever heard a band that's just done that? They completely go in a different direction. You're like, what the fuck are you doing, man? This is what what you're here for. I'm okay with bands that 
follow formulas to an extent. Yeah, me, me too. I mean, I think sometimes they want to they want to grow and do something different. But there's a way to do that there is. and yeah. still keep. Billy Joel did it masterfully. He, he really, he really did. He wrote the book on it. Most bands can't do what he <laughs> did. Very, very, Are you just kissing his ass? Very great point. Very <laughs> great point, Kevin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, in fact, we had uh, had an email that uh, came in. We were talking uh, Billy Joel with uh, celebrity sightings and uh, whatnot. And, you know, he's got uh, a place here in South Florida. He's, he's moved around a little bit, though. It's kind of hard to keep track of uh, where Billy is. Uh, he's slippery. Yeah, he just uh, sold, I think, uh, some of his places on Palm Beach. If... If I had to guess, I think sold. Billy's a dude that gets in his head, and I think he likes his alone time. I think he's okay with some solitude. Okay. Uh, Caroline said, yeah, I just want to say uh, this week I randomly started listening to Billy Joel because uh, Jaber would always talk about him, and now I'm a Billy Joel super fan. Wow. I always thought he and Bruce Springsteen were the same person. Obviously, 95.5, <laughs> when you guys were there, did a lot of damage. So thank you for your influence, Bird, and stay passionate. That's awesome. Yeah, she's... Uh, 26 now, pushing 30. She said, uh, I moved to Vero Beach when I was five, and I vividly remember being so annoyed that the radio on the way to school had three old people talking, and all I wanted to hear was Ponda Replay by Rihanna. But <laughs> now yeah, I love you guys better than anything on the radio. <laughs> Ponda Replay. Ponda Replay. That's even an old-ass song now. Huh? That is. That's, that's considered Damn. classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, Virginia's wrong email. V, I love you, but you're wrong. When you were telling your story last week about having to poop in the bushes at church and Bird initially said it was on the golf course, he is right. You absolutely told a story a little while back about you having to take an emergency poop on the golf course behind your house. Oh, I tried to find it, but I couldn't. That's right. I was jogging at night that time. That's right. I did. Yep. Okay. And it was over by... Um, in my neighborhood, there's like some streets where there's only houses on one side of the street, and it was over there. I never forget the details of a good poop story. That's why I'm going. I know I didn't. You're make all that over up. it, yeah. And I'm I'm, I'm wrong a yeah, lot. Yeah, she's so. right. Yeah, I was right. You mm. were right too. Yep. You can buy me breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's lunchtime, actually. Yeah, it this, is. This is late for us. You missed breakfast. Do you when you go when you get home, Kev? Do you automatically go right to get something to eat? Do both of you do that? I eat relatively quick. I eat probably within an hour. Yeah, because I eat uh, when I first wake up. Uh, so I'm eating at about uh, 3 a.m. And then so I eat again at about 1130. I don't <sighs> eat at all when I wake up. And I usually don't eat here. I might have a little snack, snack. if I'm hungover. That's what I'll <laughs> try. Yeah. I'll usually wait until I get home and not eat until like 1230. Yeah, I don't mm. like I used when I first got on the show, I would eat. I mean, I would eat so much breakfast, and I couldn't even imagine doing that now during the show. Because your body changes. And I hate it. You can't eat all that food anymore. As you get older, you got to make those portions smaller. In my first two or three months in radio, I swear to you, they had donuts and breakfast sandwiches out every single day. And then mm. just like that. It's like my third month, and it went away forever. They never brought anything back at any station. Right. It was gone. What the fuck? Same happened? thing happened in Miami. Oh, man. Yeah. We had lots they of food that. in the beginning. Oh, I That's we how really, they bring you in. I thought we made it. Like, they gave me a soda machine just for myself? That's when I knew we were getting fired. When I opened it up to get a soda, and it was tumbleweeds in there. I'm like, we're getting fired, Virginia. It's over. The whining and dining is over. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now comes the divorce. Uh, talking about uh, your odd random celebrity encounters. Um, 
Had a couple that uh, people were talking about. Flava Flay was on my Brightline train uh, going to Miami. Which is weekend. amazing. I can't believe you were able to resist asking for a photo. See, I feel like Flava Flav is great with his fans. If you went yeah. up to Flava Flav, he would be yeah. all into giving you a picture. If you come with that good energy yep, exactly. and you're sweet and polite, uh-huh. I feel like Flava Flav would love it. Especially if your wife went up to him. Yeah, that's what you should have done. Send your wife, he not lo- you. He, he loves it when women take dumps on the floor. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, that was in his reality show. That was. Yeah, and that's in the right. uh, arguably top five, one of the most, I don't Iconic know. reality <laughs> show moments. Iconic. If you like trashy reality, it's iconic. I mean, and the thing people don't really talk about with that story is he kept her. She he made kept, it to the next round. She made the cut. That's how you make the cut. That he eliminated the, girls that didn't poop. I think let he you fe- know the other quality ladies. I think he felt bad for her. But mm-hmm. I, do you feel bad? What was her name that pooped? I don't know. How, how, how do we forget the greats? <laughs> yeah. How do we forget the greats? Isn't that where I Love New York was born? It is. And she's still killing it. That bitch is still in the game. Is she really? She just got eliminated off of House of Villains on E! But you're talking about a career of being on reality television. They gave her her own show after she was on Flava Flav. Right. And now she was just on House of Villains. And they're going to bring her back. Even though she just got eliminated, they're going to bring her back. I could not stand her. And I will say the last couple times I've seen her, I've enjoyed her. Because she's been, she's turned her act around. She's got a different act than, she still does, she she, she still can, she she can mix it up. But she's at least a little bit more humble and more human now. I don't know. She's pretty crazy on House of Villains. And I like it. But she's playing an act there. She is. She's she's Mm -hmm. doing her art. And she even talks about that, you know, because there's been interviews that I've listened to or people have talked to her after House of Villains wrapped. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's already wrapped. So it's been filmed like a while ago. Uh, and they went up to her and they were like, why did you come for me? And she's like, oh, baby, it wasn't you. It wasn't personal. I just have a role to play. Yeah, some people are great. Honestly, that's a, a thing. There are some people that are really good at reality TV. and how Johnny Foreplay. Fair play. Fair play. <laughs> <Not> foreplay. <laughs> Pervert. It's Johnny Fairplay. He's in the House of Villains, too. Uh, (laughs) Johnny Fairplay, not foreplay. Johnny Fairplay. He's manipulative. I like him because he's sneaky and manipulative, Mm -hmm. but he's kind of old. Who's the angry chef that's always on Fox? Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, he seems like he's another good person. It's pretty good yep. reality TV. He's lasted. He, but to me, he he would never be a player on one of those things because he he's above that. He's above that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would hold those kind of shows to contestants. Yeah, yeah. They should do though. That's a good idea with the main host of people like a Gordon Ramsay. You get a Jeff Probst. You get a a host off. Uh, um, uh, Chris Ju- Hansen, Julie Chan, Chen, Chris Harrison, God, Julie Chan, I don't know Julie Fortune. I, I don't know anybody's name. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. <laughs> that would be great. That's a good Put idea. All the hosts in a house. Yeah, like Big Brother. That is good. Mm-hmm. Good idea, Kevin. You even know, look at that. Damn, man, it's good. I mean, okay. it's good. Submit that idea. Okay, all right. Put that in. Yeah. Erica, she said, uh, yeah, my son and I saw Mike Tyson coming out of the building where my son's dentist is in Wellington. I said hello to him, but he didn't acknowledge us. My son said, Mike Tyson is short. I'm taller than he is, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Don't let him hear you say yeah, that. Don't say it to yeah. his face. Do no, not. No. 
Yeah, no, Mike Tyson's – yeah, he's around uh, a good bit. So I was at my wife's school, and he was there just kind of walking around. Didn't say anything to him. Does he have a kid by. there? No, he's uh, he's really good friends with the uh, owner of the school. Gotcha. In fact, that's where he stays. He stays at the uh, owner's place on Palm oh, Beach. I feel Fun's like there. he's going to be a mood guy, depending on what kind of mood he's in. Yeah, I think he's okay. I think he'd probably be cool. I, I saw if you're somebody cool. saying hey to him, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big celebrity starstruck kind of guy it's it's a short list for me probably could count five people that i'd actually care to get a photo with yeah you would ask me if i'd if i saw billy joel if i'd want to go up to him or yeah, not in the least bit to be quite honest with you i they always say don't meet your heroes i think there's a good reason why sometimes yeah. i don't think he'd want to see me first of all it Aww. wouldn't i just i really don't and i get why i understand yeah, yeah. but uh I, I remember i met ben Folds, who's a very nice guy right but i met him before his show he, uh-huh. He's a, a singer-songwriter that I like. And the person that set it all up, it was kind of a favor that I didn't really want, but she kind of forced it upon. So we, we went and did it anyway. And you could tell he was trying to be nice. Yeah. But he's getting ready to do a show. I know. And he's, I could tell the man just wanted to have a little fruit, wanted to chill out. He didn't right. want to be meeting anybody. Yeah. So It is hard to meet people before your show. It is. If you get an option and it's either before the show or after the show, I would pick after the show because I think they're in a different headspace. And we always say if if there is that prize, because sometimes radio stations will say, do do you want the sound check or do you want the meet Mm -hmm. and greet? Always pick the sound check. Always pick Always. the sound check. It's such a better experience it if is. you love their music because they have, they're just more relaxed. They're just, they don't want to be taking pictures with strangers backstage. It's, a, just, it's a weird thing. Especially if it's a band that you like or an artist you like that may not be in the main limelight. They definitely, they're, they're, they're a star in their own right. But if they, I mean, we went to the Toad the Wet Sprocket and that's even more of a lower level of a band. They were, during the the mm. sound check, they were talking to people. Yeah. They were having moments yeah. with each other. It so. was really cool, and they were in a good mood because they wanted to be there. They had to do the sound check anyway. It wasn't like it was extending their time or a burden on them mentally. The meet and greet, meet with, and greets are a burden. The meet and greet. The, the reason why I bring it up was because the, the one with Ben Folds, it was uncomfortable for him, and it was uncomfortable for me. So nobody yeah. won. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I I did uh, two different ones at the uh, Country Bay uh, music thing, and uh, both varieties. Now, when they do the meet and greet and the photo thing, I think a lot of people love that photo. And for an artist trying to get their name out there, people, of course, are going to post it on social media. Good point. It looks good, and so it is good promotion for them. And the one we did, uh, Sam Hunt, the guy's whose shirt I got on right now, he was the uh, headliner on Sunday night. And it was it was good in a sense where they get you in, you snap photos super fast on your phone, they get you right out, and they went through 10 people in probably three minutes. Okay. And so that, that wasn't that bad for him. Now, the one that I had with El King, she didn't have any meet and greet set up. And so a record person, our uh, Bruce, our uh, program uh, overall operations manager, and he's the PD of uh, IRK, our country station, he set that up. So I went, and so Elle had to come out of her bus and oh. had to say, hey, and I felt a little bit bad for that one. That's kind of like more of the Ben Fold story. She's super sweet and awesome. So she was really fantastic. But it, it does, because I think we kind of understand it and respect it. I mean, right. I still I, I got the photo, but I tried to keep it really quick. 
with her and in and out. Yeah, I say the same thing right. about Ben Folds. He was super awesome yeah. and super nice, but he's getting. You can just tell that he was preoccupied, and that's yeah. not his fault. That's I'm, I right. love the guy. I'm not knocking him at all. Yeah. So the one with Sam Hunt, you didn't feel like you're in imposition at all, but you do have to know that don't try any conversations or whatever. Because my wife had she had gotten uh, he played for UAB in football. He was the quarterback. Number three. And so my wife. UAB. University of Alabama, Birmingham. Got it. Yeah, FAU plays them. And so she went and got an old UAB football jersey that had been worn in a game and it had number three on it. And so she, that's how much she was into it. So that was kind of her. Did he notice the jersey? He was like, hey, UAB. But she was like, she, he didn't notice it was his number and she had Hunt put on the back, you know, for the name play. I'm like, that's all right. He he saw the UAB thing. So he did like that. It was like, oh, that's kind of cool, UAB. So it did, you know, so if you do something like that, he was very nice as well. That dude is tall. Really? Yes. Freaking towered over me. And and you don't realize it either when you're kind of by them. But yeah, you can see this photo. Look how look how much taller he is than me. That guy has to be like six three. Damn. Six, right, yeah. He's you, like a farm boy built. Yeah, I guess he, you can see why he's a quarterback. He goes to punch you. What's your defense? <laughs> Cry. Yeah, uh, sympathy. <laughs> Fetal position. Sympathy. sympathy. Please stop <laughs> hitting me. It hurts. Send in your wife. I'm a pussy. You can't hit that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michigan Mike said, I thought UAB lost their football program. They did. It's back, though. So, oh. Yeah, they lost it for like a year or two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, somebody else said, I met uh, Robin Williams while he's filming the Fisher King movie in New York City. Yeah, there were so many celebrity sightings in New York City. People uh, listen to us there from there. So, yeah, you get all the time. They and they s- said he was super, super awesome. He initiated the conversation. We talked for about 10 minutes. Aww. He was just a great dude. Very funny. Um, just pleasant and awesome. I, I miss him. So that was cool. Y'all y'all have your New York stories and know about New York. Someone said if you walk around Times Square for two hours a day for mm-hmm. one solid week, mm-hmm. you'll absolutely see one big celebrity. Is that true? Uh, I don't know about, honestly, about Times Square because that's a very touristy area that's very crowded. And now maybe... Broadway, if you're catching maybe some stars coming in and out of a theater, which is right off of Times Square... Yeah. Okay, I know diddly dick about. I think probably New York. some of the more residential areas downtown. Possibly you might see somebody kind of around there, or like the you know Chelsea, Tribeca, the mm. Village. You kind of just got to get lucky. You sound yeah. so New York right now. Uh, well, I live there, bro. Uh, what yeah. about Thirty Eighth and Ninth? Uh, Times Square, I would be shocked because they would know. That would be like throwing chum to a shark. Well, locals avoid Times Square at all costs. Right, so a celebrity. So the person telling me this shit's full of horse shit. Yeah. Okay. Unless you're watching somebody come in or out of a theater where they're performing. But or... if they're a big enough celebrity, they're going to have handlers. That, that Usually they drive. If, for instance, you may have a studio right there at Times Square. But they're gonna. They have a private entrance, so they drive them in the driver. Then they have a door. They go in right there. Stage doors yeah. of theaters are how you mm-hmm. get access. Like when we go see Josh Groban mm-hmm. and Sweeney Todd next Friday. Not yeah. this Friday, but next Friday. I'm totally gonna hang out by the stage door and try to get a little Josh Groban moment. Yeah, and they the Ed Sullivan Theater, they have uh, the stage door. When David Letterman was filming there, they would always have people stand there. It's kind of like, uh, what was it, the Roseland Ballroom? Is that what that was, right, in that alley? So people would hang out there because you I would see remember. celebrities yeah. come in that stage door. You would try to get that selfie? I will. I, I love to get a selfie. Well, how, 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 how are you going to approach him? <laughs> I'm probably just going to try to get the picture with him in the background. Let's role play. I'll be Josh Groban. You be you. I love 
love you, sweetie Todd. You're amazing. Leave me alone. <laughs> Click. I got the selfie. <laughs> Uh, Tracy said you guys going to the Luke Bryan concert fundraiser at uh, Tiki 52 this weekend. Um, they were talking to me about uh, possibly emceeing it, and then I had a uh, gig come up. We're doing uh, an appearance at Buffalo Wild Wings from 4 to 6, so I don't know that I can make it from Wellington there. But, yeah, that'll be that's that's for a great event and going to be a great show. And yeah, I've got rendezvous at the Jupiter Lighthouse, so I'm booked okay. that day. Yeah. I can't go to it either. We are at Buffalo Wild Wings this weekend, this Saturday. This, Is that, that's Yeah, this Saturday from 4 to 6. It's uh, State Road 7 there in Wellington, a great location. They've uh, remodeled. Remodeled since then. I have not been there since the remodel. So that was a place I used to go. My son plays uh, uh, sports out there close to that uh, the park that is out there. So we, we wind up there a good bit. So I love the location. You want to do a little arm wrestling tournament? You know what? We, whatever. Yeah, let's do it. I'm kidding. You don't want to do that? Arm wrestle. Yeah, let's do it. I should not be arm wrestling. Let's anymore. do arm wrestle the bird. I like oh it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think it was a great People idea. People just come out to arm wrestle you. Yeah, for tickets or something. If you we'll can beat the price, bird, yeah. you get a beer. Yeah. I'm going to take a dive. No, okay. I won't. I'll get a couple of beers. I mean, I yeah, will try you will. and still lose and then throw out my fucking rotator. I'll see if we, if we can get a couple <laughs> prizes. Yeah, we'll do some arm wrestling. You can arm wrestle the bird for tickets. We won't be happy till he leaves in a sling. Yeah. Your boy has got some shitty. Arm strength. Yeah. <laughs> Use your masturbation arm. No, man. That's my good wing. And I throw uh, righty. Okay. But I jerk it lefty. Okay, yeah. So it's uh, weird. Yeah, I always thought I was a lefty because of that. Yeah. Right doesn't feel right. Odd. It is uh, odd. The event's pretty much going to be, I think we're going to do a lot of what we did at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Jensen Beach. It'll be a lot of, you just, if you want to get a photo, kind of like we were talking about. Because we, we went through there, and we just moved people through. And then if we do have a little bit of time in between there, then we'll probably do a couple little contests or some stuff. Um, I won't be there. It's a sausage party. It it's is. you guys. Yeah, it's all dicks. I have two events that day. I have a beer fest and then rendezvous at the Lighthouse. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm. It all so just kind of just didn't line up. It's sausage fest. Sausage fest. All right. Wow. Okay. Mm. More meat than you can handle, ladies. That's right. Yeah, and now arm wrestling. <laughs> you should just bro it out yeah. and make it like all like dude, dude, dude. Yeah. But you're the biggest yeah. dude on the show. Is that no, better view, yeah. We're actually gonna have we're gonna have girl talk. <laughs> <laughs> push chat. Push, push chat it. sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> it will be. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's 4 to 6 this Saturday. So if you are around uh, Wellington, please uh, come out and uh, say hello. All right, y'all have a good day. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Goodbye.